Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 8 of the Simply Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Chris. How we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, uh, we've got the show for you. And this week, we actually decided to go see the new Robert Eggers film, The Northman, uh, which we actually got a letter about last week, and we'd already had some interest in it, so that was all the more reason to go see it, I felt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, we're that gonna trailer do our best. And I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that yeah, trailer and I was screaming. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And we're gonna do our best to speak intelligently about it. Um, that's not really our our bag, but we'll see how we do. Yeah, I am not. I'm a. I'm what they call a simple man. <laughs> yes, simple. Like I'm uh, a grown adult, <laughs> and I still try to get like semi trunks to honk their horn. You know, by raising your <laughs> yeah, arm, pumping the arm. arm. Yeah. Come on, do it, do it, and then they do, and you're like, yeah, and yes. It's just the, it's those little victories. Well, speaking of semis, are we going to talk about that? Uh, I don't know if we can, but I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> just be super vague. Yeah. So as yeah, uh, as we were leaving the theater from seeing the Northmen, um, I got in a car crash. Yeah, we did. I was in the vehicle. With we you. yeah yeah I was yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got in a car we both crash. Were oh, fine. No. Yeah, you know, just it slipped a couple uh, discs, but I think I'll be <laughs> no, okay. We did not. <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. Uh, but yeah, I think my car's uh, totaled. Um, yeah, probably. But yeah, thankfully, uh, both Colin and I, as well as the other driver, were completely okay. Um, got rear-ended. It just happens, you know. Yep. But yeah, thankfully, the most important thing, everything, every everybody, including the other guy, was okay. Yeah. It was just not how we intended on spending the rest of that evening. <laughs> no. We were like, oh, man, we'll go home and we'll type up our notes or whatever and we'll yep. play some games. And, <laughs> and we did not. We were on the side of the road for about three hours. Yes. And oh then by God. the time we got home, we were like, I just want to eat something and go to bed. Yeah, literally. But yeah, like you said, we're all okay and that's the important part. So yeah. Yeah. before we jump into the Northman, uh, I've got a few things to discuss with you. We've yes. got to talk about the delaying of Across the Spider-Verse Parts 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. The future of Netflix, <laughs> Jason Momoa's newest project, as well as the trailers for Lightyear and Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm excited about that. It was just dumb fucking luck that I mean, literally the day after we recorded last week, the Thor: Love and Thunder trailer came out. And I was like, <laughs> are you shitting me? Like, no fucking we missed way. It by that much. Like, so if you're ready, we'll just jump in and get through it. Yeah, let's let's hop right into it. That's foreshadowing for my cryptid. Oh, is it the oh. fucking Frogman? Uh, I don't know. You have to find out. <laughs> All right. So Sony announced that it is, in fact, delaying across the Spider-Verse from October 7th of 2022 all the way to June of 2023. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a little delay. It was like a big delay. And the original release date was right around my birthday. And so I was Aww. like super jazzed. I was like, oh, shit, for my birthday, we'll go see Spider-Verse. Because th- that's, for, I don't think we've mentioned it, um, Into the Spider-Verse is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And so I, this, was, this was arguably like my most anticipated movie of the year. Mm-hmm. And I like, just yanked that shit away from me. Took that um, away from me! <laughs> I, just, like, I lost it all. Um, and then part two got pushed back to March 29th of 2024. So I've still got a ways to, to wait on that. So that's not, yeah. that's not cool. Yeah. Makes me a little nervous, honestly, that it's like that's like an eight month delay. 
Did they say why at all? N- no, not in the announcement. It was just basically like, yeah, by the way, here's an update to our calendar. And uh, yeah, so now Sony really doesn't have uh, any major releases this year outside of um, Morbius. <laughs> Yikes. Which, I mean, I'm not even trying to dunk on Morbius. I wonder if maybe that gave them a little bit of like insecurity with like the Spider-Man brand. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I so mean, they're I trying to put a little cushion. Yeah. Or I wonder if maybe, like, I mean, it'd be a, a big Hail Mary, but I wonder if, like, the um, some of that Spider-Universe stuff was going to tie in, and that they were going to make mean, the animated universe one of the universes, you know what I mean? And now they're just like, we better not like, do that. We'd better, we'd better clear, you know, steer clear of that. And that's strictly speculating. I don't think that's it, but it could be. I mean, you know. Well, either but way, I, if I it's that big of a jump, yeah, I was going to say, either yeah. way, with that big of a jump... At least, you know, they're taking the time to be like, you know what, we need to fix something or add something or take something, something along or right, something yeah. along those lines. And they're like, they thought it we needed need more time it. in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not trying um, to rush it either. They're like, all right, we need to give this some time. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess that's true. I would rather them take their time and it be good than them mm-hmm. rush it out and it be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the same announcement, we did receive a release date uh, of July 7th, 2023 for the Madam Web film um, oh, yeah. starring Dakota Johnson that we talked about a couple episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Sydney Sweeney. I couldn't think of the young lady's name in that episode who was from Euphoria, but Sydney yep. Sweeney is also cast in the Madam Web film. Rock on. Um, but yeah, so that's all I've got about that. I'm really, I don't want to dwell on it because I'll start getting belligerent. <laughs> <laughs> just like a drunk dad at a fucking <laughs> baseball game. I'm just yelling at the refs, at the umpire. <laughs> just, yeah. that's a bullshit call! <laughs> it's, it's kid pitch, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's low stakes stuff, and dad's just losing it. That was below the knee! What is that? <laughs> Dad goes out there and draws the fucking uh, the strike line for the <laughs> <Yeah>. ump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, Netflix held its quarterly earnings call, uh, where it revealed that for the first time in over a decade, it actually lost subscribers last quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and this caused the company's share to drop 30% in value. Uh, and the co-CEO actually during the call remarked, uh, and apparently this guy is typically like cool as a cucumber, he's super reserved. Uh, mm-hmm. And he remarked, I know it's disappointing for investors, and it is for sure. Uh, and then he stated that the company was now super focused on getting back in their investors' good graces. So, like, to people that know the guy and are, like, really familiar or are always on the investor calls and whatever, to them, that sounded like, shit, this guy's pain. He's worried. Yeah. Like, for him to even, uh, uh, you know, admit that it is concerning or disappointing is like, oh, shit, this isn't, this isn't good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just uh, the other day, you know, a couple people from work, we were talking and they both were like, yeah, we canceled our subscriptions to Netflix. Right. Well, and so Netflix has announced that likely in an attempt to make up some of that lost revenue, they're going to start cracking down on password sharing. Um, They're planning on introducing a cheaper ad supported tier to their subscription after they hiked the price on their other tiers, um, Mm -hmm. as well as pulling back their spending on Netflix original content, uh, which I... I mean, I feel like all of, of that problem, is not a good thing. No, I mean, the password sharing makes me go, well, then fuck it. I'm not paying for it anyways, because the way they're planning on cracking down on it is charging fees when like it's uh, logged in from like a different location. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, how's that going to work if I'm traveling or, you know, right. like there's tons of what ifs where it's like, how or do like, you 
especially you if that? you go to like a hotel because like there's been plenty of times right. i've been to a hotel where you can log into your stuff there yeah and i think it stays for like 24 hours and immediately like you know locks out right or like what if it's somebody that travels a lot for business and they use something like that or right, yeah. a, you know a child of divorce who's constantly going back and forth between parents house um you know, I mean, there's like I said, there's a million reasons why that's not an easy thing to police and would just probably end up being a net negative. Um, yeah, I just I don't think that's a that's a good thing to do. Um, and as then, well as like, ad- you know, the ads like, uh, dude, I can't stand Hulu for that sole reason. Right. I like I paid more money to not have ads and it's still cheaper than Netflix's tears now. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I can't like we were talking before the show. Um the Adam project is the first thing in a long time on Netflix that I mm-hmm. logged in to watch. And that is, yeah, that's th- I'd say for maybe the past couple months, the only thing I logged in for it for, um, right. <clears throat> I, I, I kept telling you my go-to is HBO max and Disney plus. They just have everything yeah. I, I want that I'm wanting to see. And like, it's reaching a point where it honestly might not be a bad idea to unsubscribe. And they just, you know, because of their release, a format of like if it's a series they just drop it all at once you know uh, and then you could just wait for your show to premiere and then mm-hmm. use your one week free trial or whatever it is and just watch your show and then be done with it right careful they might be listening they'll they'll no longer do the free trial well that's on them you know if they want to yep. keep tanking their business go for it yep um and then i mean there honestly is there's a loud a loud majority online that is talking about this isn't a good decision, uh, and they're vowing that they're going to unsubscribe if the company follows through with any or all of those options. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I think I would fall in that camp of I'm already... It's one of those where it's inconvenient to unsubscribe, so I don't. But if they make it more inconvenient to keep being subscribed, then I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah, what's the point? Uh, especially when they're talking about defunding their originals, I think the problem is is that there's not there's already nothing drawing you to the the platform. Yeah, there's not enough funding to them to begin with. <clears throat> and I don't know if it's a funding issue or the where they are spending the money isn't on good. Like a lot of Netflix originals are mid, and then the ones that are good they cancel. Yeah, you know they get two maybe three seasons. You figure the uh, Stranger Things is the outlier by getting four seasons. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe, if I'm correct, the ones that I know that they said that they're guaranteeing to keep was like Big Mouth and then Boss Baby, the series that they got running, which oh, I was Jesus. like, Big Mouth, I stopped watching after season one. It was funny the first season, and then season two kind of tanked. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, and then it's, I just haven't picked back up on it since. And then, I'm sorry, but who the fuck's watching yeah. Boss Baby? Yeah, like, the only thing I could see, like, yeah, all kids. I could see is, yeah, you're putting it on for the kids, and at that rate... All right, just watch, uh, you know, get Disney Plus for more than or less than half the price. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't see it going well for them. They, I mean, I get there in a spot monetarily where they need to make some decisions. They're just throwing shit at the wall, you know, and see what helps their, their, their revenue, right? Their money. But I, I just don't think this is it. Mm-mm. And that's Obviously, the thing. It's like everybody. Well, I was going to say, well, everybody, I feel like there's so much feedback from the audience of Netflix that are saying, like, mm-hmm. yeah, what you're doing right now is not the move. Isn't it? Yeah. And they're still pursuing with it, which is kind of like, all right, well, right. I mean, we told you, you don't want to listen. Yeah. And and I mean, it is an odd point in, like, streaming culture or whatever you want to call it, like the market, I guess, where it's like, okay, if we, <laughs> if we let Netflix get away with it, 
then the others will follow suit. Right. right yeah. And then you're going to turn yourself into a spot where everybody's charging you 20 bucks for their service. And there's nine services and you're spending 200 bucks a month to not have cable, which is exactly what cable was. Mm hmm. You know, and you've just looped yourself back around to, you know, I have to buy the channels I want to watch. What if this is everybody slowly falling back into cable? I don't know, man. Like, cable would have to start really offering stuff up. Like, there's not a lot of cable television um, that isn't also, A, available on streaming. Um, and B, like, there's, you know, again, you've got to pay for cable, which is where you're buying... 90 channels and you might only watch four you know what i mean as to be honest with you like people are dumb like you hit it right on the nose that netflix oh i dropped my can uh netflix don't be doing that i feel like is definitely like it's gonna happen like netflix is gonna get away with it yeah and all the other streaming services are probably gonna follow shit that worked (laughs) Yeah, like, so I just see that happen, like, yeah, you hit it on the head, like, that's gonna happen. Yeah, and that's, I don't, I I don't look forward to that, but I think it's probably where it'll head. Um, That's why we wanted to talk about our new streaming service coming out called Simply Whelmed. You can get it on any streaming service. It's just, it's just just Simply Plus. (laughs) Yeah, Simply Plus, where we'll be streaming all of our favorite shows and strictly our favorite shows. Yeah. No, we got to have originals. And it's just you and I. It's a very student film. Yeah, it's just <laughs> there is just a two hour long video of just me eating breakfast. Yeah, that video I sent you one time of me just devouring a McRib. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. just make a, there's just a series where it's just me eating food as quickly <laughs> as I can. In, in the it's most slovenly. Sh- Piggish way possible. It's just me shitting at work, you know, trying to squeeze one out, killing 15 (laughs) minutes worth of time. Yeah. I'm just growling while I eat. Just, you know, (laughs) here's a baconator, you know. And that's the name of the episode is just whatever the food is. It's just, you know, (laughs) baconator part three. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, here's the the bacon king. (laughs) Baconator part three, son of the baconator. Yeah. And you're just. No, I don't think that's going to go well. But, you know, hey, send in your, hear your thoughts. If that sounds like something you'd want to pay for. To the simply I mean, mailbag at gmail.com. Would love to yeah. hear it. Like, if you're down and you're willing to pay, I'll, I'll make it. Now, so for real, though, Jason Momoa uh, is in final negotiations to be the star of Warner Brothers live action Minecraft movie. No. Yeah, dead ass. Like, you're, you're pulling my leg. <laughs> no, this is legitimate. This is actually happening. Um, I got it. Coming I got to look this from up. the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, look up. Like it's coming from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, the Napoleon the Dynamite director uh, Jared Hess is set to direct the movie, and actually, like key members of the Mojang development team who make Minecraft are acting as executive producers. Um, at this moment, there aren't really any details story-wise, um, but yeah, Jason Momoa is in the Minecraft movie. Why? I don't know, man. And like the Minecraft movie has been hot potatoed from director to director, it seems like. In fact, at one point, um, I didn't write his name down. The gentleman, not Dan Levy. Either way, the gentleman that made The Atom Project was attached to do it, which, I mean, you know, he made 
the other video mm-hmm. game movie, Free Guy, which seemed I haven't to seen do that, well. but I heard it was really. I, yeah, I heard it was really good. But so I guess it all depends on like what you do with the Minecraft movie. You know what I mean? Like, how does that work? Like, it doesn't have a hard story, so it's not like a direct adaptation of the story. And especially with Jason Momoa, I don't see Jason Momoa being Minecraft Steve. No, you know. Like, I just don't know how they can do it. Like, if they do it seriously, it's going to be cringy. If they do it jokingly, it's just, it's also going to be cringy. I just don't know how they're going to pull it off. But I'm here for it. Like, I'll go see it. Godspeed, (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, I just, (laughs) good luck with all that. Yeah. So that's that's literally all I've got to say about that. I just saw it and couldn't not talk about it. Right, and there, uh, (laughs) I'm excited to see news about that. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait for the first trailer. Like, all <laughs> shit bricks. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I'm picturing, like, fan videos of Minecraft, you know? Captain Sparkles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it's just it's Jason Momoa with a fucking <laughs> pixel diamond pickaxe falling through the nether. Like, just so killing a back in the, the overhead strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, those yeah, used to be so. the sh- those used to be the shit. Minecraft yeah, the fucking, like covers. Uh, oh my god. The, um, oh my god. I can't think of the song. Um, the Coldplay. Uh, yes. Uh, is it Viva La Vida? Um, yeah. No, not Viva La Vida. Are you sure? It might be Viva La Vida. But that makes me think of Viva La Vida Loca. <laughs> uh, Viva La Vida. Yeah, Coldplay. Yeah, no, we got it. We got it. Oh, right. Dude, I'm so good at this. All right, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's all I got. Lightning the the Lightyear trailer came out. The second oh, one. Yeah, that was ho- I'm so it, excited it, for this like, movie. Dude, it looks really good. Um like first of all, visually it actually literally looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really nice. Really really pretty. Like it's spooky how good Pixar's like graphics abilities are becoming. Yeah. It's just like, dude, if they wanted to, they could go for like some real photorealism. Um mm-hmm. you know. Because, I mean, obviously, all of their characters tend to have, like, the cartoonish, you know, proportions or features or whatever. Yeah. But, like, if they did just, here's real people, I'd be like, that, this is creepy. Like, this is the Uncanny Valley, which might be why they don't do that. (laughs) I saw something where, you know, it it was a TikTok, but it was like, you know, we're super excited to see Lightyear, but also, where's Woody? Well, so... I was like, well, we got Woody's story in Toy Story 2. Right. You know, how he was a TV show. They could do a Disney Plus series, and it's just the TV show. That would be pretty, that'd be pretty fire. Disney, if you do that, I demand a chunk of that money. Yeah, yeah. We're trademarking that right now. (laughs) I mean, we can't trademark it. We don't own it. But we, like, so in the Lightyear trailer, (laughs) we saw that, like, (laughs) what'd you say? I just got real close to the mic, went pending permits. <laughs> no, so yeah, there's like a time dilation plot line. Um where like he, you know, warps through they're like he's doing the light speed stuff. Mm. And then when he comes back, it's like what did they say, like forty or sixty years in the future? Yeah, I think it's sixty, sixty something. <laughs> and he's like, What the shit? You know. <laughs> um <laughs> that's deadass that is what he said. He just said, What the shit? <laughs> but um <laughs> No, this is supposed to be, like, for people that don't know, this is supposed, this isn't like the Buzz Lightyear that we know. This is supposed to be the movie that Andy would have gone to see that the toy is from. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this is supposed to be, like, Andy's Star Wars, you know, where yeah. he's, it's life-changing, and he's like, fuck, I need the action figure, you know? 
Like, this is going to define my life. And yeah, so I'm excited to see, like, what would that movie have been, obviously. But it is odd, because I thought that's what the, like, Disney animated series was on, like, Disney XD or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> it sounds good. Like, it looks good. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see Emperor Zerg. Like, yeah, I love him. Because he looks like him. a giant robot in this. Yeah, and I loved him in all the Toy Stories. I was like, oh, I want to know more about him because he's got like that gun blaster. And yeah, just, yeah. Like, wh- why is there such a, like a story arc for a character that doesn't have a story? That doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't exist. And now we'll get something. I'm um, super excited it, for that. But it is a weird thing where it's like, yeah, Toy Story is now like big enough that they can create a fake movie that exists within the Toy Story universe. You know what I mean? It all comes back to the multiverse. Yeah, it's all it's all cyclical, but the trailer that bring you really back to me to me, the trailer that I'm really jazzed for is Thor: Love and Thunder. (laughs) What? I was not happy with it. You weren't happy because it didn't show you the movie. No, I was. No, no. Let me explain. I was unhappy because we didn't really see anything. Like, okay, I will say we saw, uh, you know, uh. What's her name? Uh, female Thor. Uh, Jane, Jane Foster. Jane Foster. We saw Let me that, ask you this. And, Are you going to go see the movie? Well, yeah. Then it didn't really need to show you anything, did it? Well, no, it's just because I enjoy Marvel. But I right. don't know. I just I wanted to see a little more of the trailer, like what's going on. Well, but sounds... we'll probably get another trailer before the movie comes out. We better. You know what I mean? I'm sure this is like a teaser trailer. And even still, like I said, we're still going to go see it. But it, yeah. it, I do think that there is, it, it makes me feel like there's something that they can't show us, de- like a big plot line that they can't show us, maybe, that is dependent on either Moon Knight or Doctor Strange. Yeah, which, that would make sense. Um, but I don't know, part of me wanted to see Gore the God Butcher. Like, I wanted to right. see... Well, at, I, I floated the idea snippet. by you. That what if Gore the God Butcher shows up in the end of Moon Knight? Moon Knight, which would make sense. And, you know, they're kind of saving the first look at him for when people see that. God, Moon Knight's so good. That Dude, that'd be exciting. Yeah, like, I'm jazzed. We need to figure out how we're going to do that, because Moon Knight ends the same week that we go see Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to talk about that. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm yeah. stumped. Like, that's that'll be a four-hour episode. <laughs> if we talk about both things. Or maybe we do like a, sh- I don't know. We, but either way, the, lo- the Thor Love and Thunder trailer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we see the Guardians are with him, the Asgardians of the galaxy. Yes. Um, and Thor, for some reason, has decided to become a pacifist. And so that makes me think that the Guardians are probably going to ditch him. <laughs> but they're going to be like, yeah, we got we to gotta dip. Like, this guy's no good. I mean, yeah. And besides, uh, uh, Star Lord Peter already doesn't like Thor. <laughs> yeah, they're already on rocky ground. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. From what I did see, I did like the '80s montage of him working yeah. out. <laughs> he has the hat that just says the <laughs> strongest, strongest Avenger. Avenger, and he's just big fat Thor doing the chains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I do want is- an '80s workout montage of him getting fit. And that's just, get, how they, that's just how they hand wave away him not being fat anymore. Is he hey, just, that'd be fine he by me. Got, yeah, he just dug in and got to it, you know. <laughs> um, He has two blue eyes now, so that's kind of interesting. 
You know, the last time we saw him, he had the the yellow fake eye. Yep. Um, it seems like maybe he's traveling the galaxy looking for other gods because we see like some sort of space pirating. Um, and then obviously we got like a little bit of a glimpse at Olympus as well as like the backside, not the butt, but like from behind of Zeus, who's actually being played by Russell Crowe. Okay, yeah. Um, and I really honestly like knowing like Taika Waititi and just the way that Thor Love and, or Thor Ragnarok went with like some of the, the larger stars in it. I would not be surprised if the scene of um, Thor and Jane Foster walking up or walking down like the road, basically in Olympus, it might be when they run into Gore the God Butcher and they might just use Zeus as like cannon fodder to be like this guy that means business. Yeah. Um, I got a theory that Thor is going to die and Jane Foster is going to take over the Thor franchise, which I'm okay with. I'd, I'd yeah. be excited for something like that. Dude, like, can we just talk about how fucking big uh, Natalie Portman is? Like, she's got, she's got man shoulders on her. <laughs> like, Built like she, an ox. Yeah, like, she got big. Um, there was a, you know, because a lot of times, like, <clears throat> and it's, I mean, it's props. Like, usually when you see, you know, in a movie, when it's like, well, we want a woman to be muscular, they're like, but she can't be too muscular because then people won't find her sexy. Um, I'm not worried about that. I want to see. No, it's like if she's supposed to be Thor. Yeah. Like give the delts of her life. Like, Mm -hmm. and she does. She has big old deltoids on her. And uh, yeah, I'm like, they had to be giving this girl steroids, (laughs) which I mean, that's not uncommon, honestly, in Hollywood. Like when they're doing the, the training and all that. Um, is, you know, they get a dietitian, they get the, the trainer and a, a physician gives them like a very regimented, um, steroid boost. And that's the only way they can get as ripped as they do in the time frame that they do. Yeah. But I agree with you. I do wish we'd seen a little Gore the God Butcher, but it's that idea of like, you know, you got to leave him wanting more, you know? I feel like seeing that would have left me wanting more. You still want more though. My God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just saying the trailer did its job. You're like. Like, I didn't see enough. Well, if you go see the movie, you'll see everything you wanted to see. Oh, my God. I'm a fool. <laughs> Plus, I, I think it's it's a, also a case of it played a little bit differently than a lot of Marvel trailers do. Um, That's true. You know, where it's like, yeah, we didn't see. There wasn't like the turn in the music where it's like, and now here's the bad guy. And it's mm-hmm. scary and whatever. It's, it kept a pretty um, upbeat tone, I felt. Um, yeah, just, which I think is that, is setting us up for a character called Gore the God Butcher, you know? Yeah, because yeah, it also, does I do you think, in that sense of you know, because Thor wants to become that pacifist and stuff like yeah. that, and which it leads me to believe, you know, I, I truly do believe uh, Chris Hemsworth, you know, his Thor is probably coming to an end. I don't know, man. I don't. I just got a hunch about it. I don't know. Just that stomach yeah. feeling. Because my only thing with Jane Foster taking over is. Natalie Portman had like did not want to do another Thor. Really? Yeah, like she was not like you figure there's a reason why she's just kind of off screen done away with in Ragnarok of like yeah we're just we broke up. Um, she didn't want to come back and like so somehow they convinced her to come back probably money um, and yep. made her character more you know <laughs> less the damsel in distress right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was one of her complaints was that she was a very one dimensional character who's supposed to be like the smart doctor and all that. And most of Thor two was her just like, I'm sick and I'm chilling. I'm sick Uh, and I'm (laughs) chilling. Like, you know, what do you want? That's all I've got on that guy. Like, 
Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you were I'm bummed st- by it, but yeah, yeah that's fine. I mean, I'll whatever. I'm just a man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not regardless. I'm definitely gonna see it. Um, I hope there is another trailer that drops where we get to see a little more. Um, yeah, but it is what it is. Like I'm not like. I'm not gonna watch it anymore. Like I'm still gonna see it, but <laughs> for how high of a pedestal I put Marvel on, I expected the trailer to be a little better. But right, you yeah. want to talk about the Northman? Oh God, yes. All right, you're gonna take the lead on this. You wanted to do some research, so I let you. Yeah, yeah, because you're a little baby boy who needed a nap today. You know uh, what? <laughs> Maybe I was setting you up to, you know, take the reins a little bit. Yeah, are you retiring as host? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm tired of carrying the whole, the whole thing on my back. Whoa. Whoa, steady. Whoa. All right. So for the synopsis of The Northman, um, I have it as Amleth, who is played by, <laughs> all right, ha ha. <laughs> no, 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 Go ahead. Amleth, who is played by Alexander Skarsgård, uh, his father gets killed after returning home from a, a voyaging, and Amleth is left to flee his home, uh, or else he would have been murdered, um, planning to avenge his father and save his mother. And that's, that's, in the, whole, that's the whole mantra as he's yep. sailing away. I'll avenge yep. you, father. I'll save you, mother. I'll kill you, Fjolnir. Yep. Yeah. And then, so, you know, what did you have? Non-spoiler here. Uh, what were some, you know, things that you enjoyed about the movie? I guess we'll just start there, and you can keep it broad, and we can dig in. Did you, uh, did you have anything about, like, its reception or anything like that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So on IMDb, it sits at a 7.9 uh, out of 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then it was sitting at a, uh, I believe it was like an, a 92 for audiences. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So the audiences enjoyed it a little bit more than the critics did. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, uh, the director, his last name is Robert Eggers. Yeah. yeah. He, I love the movies he makes. Uh, it just, it's a different take of them. A lot of like yeah. metaphors and symbolism. Um, the which, witch is I, really good. Yeah. yeah, as well as the lighthouse. Just it's art. Mm-hmm. Like it just, I feel like it takes cinema to a, a next level, which I really yeah. appreciate. But then, yeah, for some non-spoilers, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what you have? Uh, so, like from a story standpoint, I did think that it was less actiony than the trailers made it seem, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It was just. It was a weird. I was expecting something that I that wasn't there, right? Yeah, that, I I literally have that written down for non spoiler topics. Um, I have yeah. not as action packed, and then in parentheses, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that it was inspired by a real Norse legend that uh, is actually the story that inspired the Lion King as well as Hamlet. Um, mm-hmm. And knowing that, it is like yeah, there is there is some of that, especially I think um, Robert Eggers. I was watching a video with him. He actually directly relates a scene. It's in the trailers. The scene where young Amleth is sailing away from his his kingdom and is saying, like, I'll, you know, I'll avenge you, father. I'll save you, mother. I'll kill you, Fjolnir, is literally the scene from The Lion King when little baby Simba runs off into the desert and ends up growing up with uh, Timon and Pumbaa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it was like, it really leaned into the Viking culture, which I thought was really interesting and different because it was stuff that you don't necessarily see about Vikings. Right. Whenever you you hear Vikings, you think of like barbarians and big feasts. Yeah. Yeah. And this was not, it was like, you know, 
men dancing around the fire, like <laughs> cosplaying as wolves. Right. Yeah. Praying to their God. <laughs> yeah. And it was a really solid revenge story. I thought, Oh yeah. Going on with the story. Yeah. I thought it was a, a really nice slow burn. Because yeah, very. Obviously, you know, you in the beginning, which is in the trailer, you see, you know, the father get killed, and then you're right. left with this, oh my god, it's just gonna, almost like a John Wick, where it's just nothing yeah, but you think violence. it's gonna ramp up into violence, yeah. And it really doesn't, but it does a really good job of keeping you informed, keeping you mm -hmm. up to pace, and, you know, and keeping that hook on you, because you're like, And when oh, there shit, is violence, going? it is violent. Yeah, and another, uh, one, uh, something else I put down here was, um, the action scenes were slow. Yeah, but again, not in a bad way because it kind of gave it that realism. Like, there's that scene where, uh, it's that dips into spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, careful, careful. Which I'll talk about later. Uh, but yeah, no, it keeps it at a slow pace but very realistic, which I thought was yeah. very interesting. And I do think it's you see it a lot in, in movies where like a certain style of action basically. Mm -hmm. uh, comes out and then that's all that everybody does and then when something different comes out it stands out you figure you've got oddly enough the two uh, two of the three examples that i can think of are keanu reeves when the matrix came out in 99 that was like oh shit like we could do that and then you have mm -hmm. that being like what action looked like in movies yep and then you've got the the, the born movies where it was like real fast quick cuts mm -hmm. and like you know close camera and all that. And it's like, Oh wow, this is different. And so then a lot of movies did that. And then you had John wick. And now that seems to be like what an action movie looks like is, is that John wick style of action. Yeah. And so for then for this to do something that's not a John wick style of action, where it's real fast paced, heavily choreographed, you know, um, flashy, uh, is, is kind of interesting to see, like you said, realistic. It's, it's just a man who's really good with weapons. He's a warrior his whole life and he doesn't need to do like, fancy spins or drop into a knee or whatever. He just, he knows how to use a blade, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, and then what did you think about some of the chemistry, uh, Amleth had with any characters? Uh, so just characters in general and chemistry. I thought that like Alexander Skarsgård did a really good job of portraying like a really focused rage mm -hmm. where like at times it would almost make him seem one dimensional where it's like, all this character is is rage, mm -hmm. but it's not a negative because he does have some turns with like Anya Taylor Joy's character and things like that, where he starts to see that there could be more to his life than just being angry, right? Yeah, I put down. Um, um, oh no, yeah, I was gonna say I put down Amleth. I felt you know going back to what you're saying, it does involve that with all of the characters throughout it, even. You know, as you see him growing up, you know, when their cause played as all those wolves running around the fire right, praying yeah, to their yeah. god, I definitely felt the sense of he's there, but he's kind of not. He, you know, yeah. he doesn't have these close ties with anyone. He keeps himself pretty separated. Right. Yeah, he is. I thought Nicole Kidman, she had a few scenes, um, but when she was in a scene, she did a very good job of being you know, acting like a queen. And I did have to set aside some of my bitterness towards her because I do despise her voice at the beginning of every AMC movie we go to see. Yep. Yep. But uh, that is, that is no fault of hers. I feel, you know, she got a paycheck, you know, you got to get the bag, but also, 
You gotta get that cheddar. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. She's making a bread. She's you know she's making a sandwich. She got the bread and the cheddar. You know, <laughs> <laughs> got the bread, cheese, and lettuce. Isn't that what Gambino <laughs> says? Yeah. No, oh, but in in all reality, she does do a very good job of of being um you know regal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know without getting into spoilers, there's more to her character than you suspect, I guess. Yeah, um, definitely. Especially good... from the, I was gonna say, especially from the the beginning of it. Um, right. It just yeah, it seems like that character is so played off as okay. Obviously, yep, that's the queen. Push it off to the side, yeah. and then right. she makes such a huge comeback in it that like flows in, you know, perfectly timed and just felt very raw. Again, real. Yeah, and then Fjolnir, um, his character, I thought had a different trajectory than I suspected he would. And it did lend itself to some pretty interesting plot points that were, were unexpected. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like major plot points. Yeah, like not. Yeah, with it, it kind of throws everything up in the air of how like you kind of look at the movie. Yeah. And I think that does play into how we said the trailers made us suspect that the movie would be one thing. And then once you get into it, it's not that it's thing. Com- yeah, it's completely different. Do you have any more non spoilers? Because I, I am out like I, I don't want to keep dancing around it. Yeah, no, no, I, my non-spoiler was very short. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, yeah, we got to rate it. Oh, overwhelming. Yeah, I was overwhelmed by it. Yeah, um, I, this is something, if it came out on disc, I, I mean, who really buys discs anymore? But if it right, came yeah, out, I do. I say, I feel like if it's not like Blu-ray, because I have a PlayStation, I just play it through there. If it's not streaming, I don't really buy it. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, if it came out on Blu-ray, like the second I found out, I'd, if I saw it in the store, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm grabbing oh, I got, that. Like, I, got I, have, that. Yeah. I have to have that. Uh, for the first like spoilery thing I wanted to talk about, <laughs> first off, Anna Taylor-Joy, I got a huge crush on her. Like, I got to get that out in the open. I was <laughs> can getting we, all bought. <laughs> can we yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> for, there is a scene uh, where... Uh, they, they have they are a romantic pairing in it yeah and there's a sex scene and i'm sitting there and i look over at colin but and it wasn't even the sex scene it was so like there is the sex scene and we both were kind of like oh wow i wasn't expecting to see um you know anya taylor joy's bottom right you know mm-hmm, um because right. i think to, i mean as far as i know that's the the most risque thing she's done in a movie um but it wasn't like it wasn't distasteful or anything you know what i mean but uh <laughs> So we both like, oh, wow. And then there is another shot later where she's like getting down in a hot spring to like bathe with him. And the camera like she walks through the camera shot and it's her butt again. And I fidget a lot with my hands. And one of my fidgets (laughs) is I twist my ring around my finger because it's like a built in like (laughs) fidget toy, you know, and you you leaned in fidgeting. Yeah, I leaned in and I was like. Yeah, she's got you rethinking that marriage, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like, that ass got you thinking about that marriage. <laughs> and we just could not stop. And it's silent. Like, everyone's taking this movie so serious. And we just could not stop fucking giggling. Giggling. But luckily, we were, like, quietly giggling. It wasn't like, like yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all I could think about. Like, I came home and told Morgan about that. And she was just like, she got a kick out of it, too. She thought yeah. it was funny. Yeah. But no, she, all, all you know, all serious. She's a very talented actor, and I, I truly yes. do believe she's a very beautiful woman as well. Um, but so I actually, I the... think I skipped over her uh, in my non-spoiler because I got to know Nicole Kidman. Um, I said that she was really compelling every time she was on screen. Um, 
And I really, like, I wanted to see more of her. I felt like her character didn't have as much to do as, like, her acting kind of, like, could have been used on. You know what I mean? Especially with... Now, are are we officially into spoilers? We're in spoilers, yeah. Okay, so with Anna Taylor-Joy's character, her character's name is Olga. Olga kind of plays this dumbfounded woman who doesn't know anything. And she's, you know, aware that, you know, she's young. She has uh, that, like platinum blonde hair and she uses that to her advantage to poison men and like in or drug them yeah she's actually incredibly intelligent yeah and i believe is she a witch um so yeah maybe like like, she she might study with witchcraft i don't know but But, like she even says at one point that like basically he's got he's got the muscle and the means to to kill men right yeah destroy their their bodies yeah and she can break their mind yeah and i was like oh fuck yes yeah (laughs) <laughs> like I, I was sitting in Elmer's glue, dude. I was yeah. all bricked up. <laughs> I was all worked up over there, like a little Caesar's hot and ready pizza. <laughs> no, uh, some of the spoilers. I wanted to see more of the barbarian phase because as he yes. as he runs, because I want to try to stick chronologically to the stories, sure. just so we're not rambling everywhere. So yeah. starting from there, I wanted to see you know because he run, runs away from home and obviously you know looks like he is picked up by this group of barbarians. Um, And you see one scene that's that action-packed, which goes back to... It's that slow action, because he does. I mean, they fucking throw a spear, he catches it and throws it right back at him. And then they're climbing the walls, but with nothing but a single axe in their hand. Yeah, they just scale a log wall. Yeah, and it's just... It's hot, it's so amazing. But when he hops down... It isn't this big choreographed fight. I mean, he takes a sword, you know, stabs a guy. Yeah. Another guy's got an axe and is just chopping at people. Yeah. And then there's one where a guy's like hiding behind a wall, trying to wait for him to come around so he can swing at him. And he yeah, sees and he him beforehand. And he basically just takes a knife, sticks it to his throat and just keeps walking. And it's just that yeah. slow slice through of like, yeah, this guy's just scale the wall. He's probably fucking whooped. And he's like, no, nah, yeah. I shouldn't. I nah, shouldn't pull all this energy. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I got him pinned. I won. Yeah, uh, and he's so- just stomping around with his. Like he, his posture is very animalistic because, like, they do. We talked they about have a like, hunch. The, yeah, we made that joke of of them like cosplaying as wolves, but it, it did seem to be like a, a religious experience of them all getting themselves riled up into that berserker rage mm-hmm. of like you know we're no longer men we're we're animals we're, we're animals and, and so like he does walk around like with that. That hunch on his back, the head down. Um, he's kind of panting. He does is it is very animalistic, um, mm-hmm. like not and, in a cringy way, but like in a way of no, like uh-uh. this guy's fucking losing it. Yeah, like this is yeah, like he he's killing. He is an animal. Like yeah, yeah. like in fact, he's at one point brilliant. he bites a dude's neck. Yeah, yeah, and starts like howling. Yeah, and they all just, screaming. Yeah, and they all like break into it. Yeah, it was very odd. Yeah, it. Oh, but it was so because good. Like, like I just, said, that was them leaning into that that culture that you don't see a lot. So it's it was it was odd to see that. Yeah, and I just I really wanted to see more of that. I thought mm-hmm. that was very interesting. As well as they kind of have a strict regimen of they don't kill women or kids. Uh, seemed to be. Well, I don't know. I think they were uh, they did lock people in that that long. Oh that long house. yeah, no, they did. I forgot. About that. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, no, they did birth. Like, oh yeah, if, if they were old or too young and could not be used as slave labor, they didn't get out of there. 
Yeah, how could I forget that they straight up put a bunch of people in a building of kids and like women, including babies? Yeah, like, yeah, and then they just set it on fire. I guess that just yeah. skimmed the mind. <laughs> yeah, you blocked that part out. It's just like, Tuesday I'm for them. Pretty, pretty sure they killed a lot of them. Like, <laughs> whoops, <laughs> oopsie daisy. Um, uh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> and I did. This kind of plays in chronologically. He uh, after they've kind of raided that village and are um uh you know camping for the night mm-hmm. there uh he he it, I, the, the movie does a good thing or a good balance of um like the realism and its dedication to the mythology where it, it was really interesting where it, it feels like a religious fable or a folktale where yeah. like <laughs> he you know it's really hard like we said the the realism of the battling and then he just casually has an experience with a witch who yes, and that's who, literally like, the ne- oh my god, we're so on it together. That's literally <laughs> with, the next with, thing I have written down. Are are we about to touch tips? <laughs> are we about to kiss? Yeah, like is this it? Uh, no, but so he does. Ring. <laughs> yeah, I'm twisting that ring. <laughs> uh, you got me. You got me thinking this marriage over. You know, <laughs> no. Um, he does. He like he talks to this witch who like gives him his fate basically. And mm-hmm. I love the idea, and that does play heavily into the, the movie, the idea that um, your fate can't be bent or broken. Like yeah, that, It is what and, it is. And they even have that oath that, he, that his father and him take together, that, um, you know, I will not live with fear because my fate's already been decided. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't change anything, so why fear what's going to happen if there's nothing you can do about it? Um, which Absolutely. I do think lends itself to his ability as a warrior, is he fights with no fear. Yep. But I did. Then, I liked how they how they balanced that out. That it does. It feels like a folk tale of just yeah. This it's a normal day to have this conversation with a witch who tells you your fate. Yeah, and it all just kind of flows in together, which is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> like um, like you made then, the joke. It's just a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just a Tuesday. You know, like they just all right. Yeah, we raided this village. We killed all these people, and then a witch came in and you know uh, reminded me of my fate. Yeah, uh, and then as well as from going on to that, uh, they get enslaved, mm-hmm. and they are sent back to the. Is it a different kingdom? I think it is because they're well, just on so, like some island. So what happens is, um, they 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 mention it, and it kind of gives it a timeline. So you know, Uncle Fjolnir kills his father, right, and mm-hmm. he runs away because they're going to kill him, and uh, you know, he the last he knows, his mom's been. And captured, right? Yep. Well, he, he, they say something, uh, the men that he's with uh, as an adult say something that all these slaves are going to go to Fjolnir. And he's like, oh, shit, word. Like, you know, I'm, that's who I'm looking for, right? And he asks something about Fjolnir, like, where are they going and all that, and that they're headed to Iceland. And he's like, Iceland? Uh, why would they be headed to Iceland? And basically, Uncle Fjolnir lost the kingdom to... Um, I believe they said King Harold, which I'm assuming is Harold Bluetooth, who's a pretty famous Viking. Yeah. And uh, so he's now like a lowly farmer, basically, who's just powerful enough that he can own slaves. Right. Mm. But he's not like he doesn't he doesn't have a big town. He's got like a very small farming village. Yeah. That you get the vibe is mostly populated by people that work for him. Yeah. And then it's him and his family. Yeah, um, but yeah, so he does that real sneaky where he, uh, Amleth, like, brands himself and cuts his hair to look like one of the slaves, and he, because he wants to go there, so he's going to sneak in. Yeah, and then uh, upon his arrival, uh, one of the parts that I loved is 
I'm trying to see if his name Fjolnir's son. Fjolnir's son. Yeah. Um. The I don't. Yeah. I didn't. The I older didn't one. Anyways, his name. Yeah. The eldest so, son is really like a pompous prick. Yeah, he's a little fucking douchebag. He is talking <laughs> yeah, <when> he... down. <laughs> what? When he punches him. Yeah, and he's trying to like talk down to him, and you got to think this guy's a barbarian. He's like seven he's... three. No, he's like six. Six two, six three, maybe, and just yeah. muscle. And yeah, he's built like a brick shit house. His uh, <laughs> fuel near his kid. He's maybe like five eleven on a good day. Yeah, and, he's like uh, maybe like sixteen or eighteen. Right. Yeah, and he's trying to talk down to him, and he hits him in the side, trying to knock him down, and he just doesn't even move. Yeah, it's like he might as well have punched a pillow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that scene right there kills me, and just definitely sets up the uh, okay. Yeah, this guy really can do whatever he wants. And, and there is that interesting like dynamic there that they're technically brothers, mm-hmm. that that is, that is his mother's son. And so they're both sons of, of a queen and a king. Right. But there's maybe a parallel there of the weaker son being the product of, you know, not a warrior King, but a, you know, a King that stole a throne. Right. Yep. And then as well as going from there, there is a game tournament, um, with mm-hmm. the slaves, and it sounds like it almost looks like a form of like hockey. Yeah, I was thinking uh, it was maybe like uh, an early version of like um, lacrosse. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they got basically they're trying to balance this ball on a stick, and they got to throw it, it at a post and throw it at a post, and it has to hit the post. Um, and it's a full contact of, sport. Oh yeah, like they would beat the shit out of each other. They'd pop pop you in the mouth. But as that's happening, the team that uh, Amleth is on is losing yeah. because there is this. Like three hundred and fifty pound man, Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Just and he's like six four. You know this huge dude and uh, the kid, the youngest kid. Which again, I just don't know his name. Yeah, it's okay. I don't. Yeah, we don't. The the youngest son of Fjolnir and and the mother um, yeah. is getting real fired up at the at the game. He doesn't and want his like, team to lose. He's like eight, maybe eight, yeah. nine, around that. <clears> and he he that runs out there and he picks up the ball and starts to run it. And that big hulk of a man, like, tackles the kid, basically knocks him down, and then is getting ready to, and, like, the kid looks, he's been hurt, like, he's been wounded. Mm -hmm. It looks like maybe he fell down and hit his head on the ball. Mm -hmm. Because the ball seems like it's a hard leather. Yeah, it's, like, basically a rock with leather around it. Yeah, and, Um, yeah, when he fell, he cracked his head on it, and the the big hulking guy is about to, like, beat the kid's head in the side like a golf swing, mm -hmm. and fucking Amleth just knocks him to the ground. And headbutts the dude potentially to death. Like you I don't see him get up. Him. Yeah, no, you don't. And you're just like, what a monster! Like he he headbutt a man to death, and it's yeah. really brutal. And his face is covered in the other guy's blood. And it does a quick shot of the guy's face, and his nose is all smashed in, and his forehead's yeah, cracked. He is, he is not looking good. No, he is probably deceased. Yeah, and uh, yeah. It's just that, like I said, he's constantly angry. He's just full of rage and violence. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, he is kind of given privileges of, all right, well, we're going to lessen your work and you're just going to start controlling the other slaves. And right. uh, they also say, you know, you can pick a woman of your choice. And yeah. he picks Olga, uh, Anna Taylor. Which Joy. they've already kind of been like flirting Flirtin'. and having a relationship on the side. Yeah. It's just now he can be a bit more open about it. Yeah. Now he's like, come here, baby girl. That's all me. Yeah. I'm truly jealous. Um, he, if you loved her so much, you would know her name was Anya, not Anna. Uh, whoa, whoa. Settle down. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. settle down. Fidget with your ring, bitch. Well, sorry. yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not married. Um, not yet. Not yet. Keyword. So this uh, line's getting long, ladies. So make sure you put your name on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. So they're a thing, uh, and then from there they kind of start planning what they want to do, how to kill uh, Fjolnir. Fjolnir, and uh, she basically is like drugging them she has yeah, these she's like mushrooms. i got this mushroom that that's basically a hallucinogen and when they because at first they think it's uh an evil spirit yeah because amleth's kind of killing them at night uh with this sword that he finds in a cave or yeah it was a cave wasn't it no so he uh he gets he, he stumbles upon a, a cave that a fox led him to that's um, what it was yep and and there's like a a, a male witch there who gives him like basically another prophecy, and it's that the weapon that he'll kill Fjolnir with is called the Nightblade, and it can only be drawn uh, under the light of the moon or at Hell's Gates. And he is uh, like, "Word, where's it at?" And they tell him, and so he goes and he gets it, and it's in this buried longhouse that's like been abandoned, and he actually has this like this really interesting fight between himself and a Draugr that was holding the sword. Which a Draugr is just like an undead in in yep. North mythology, and he uh, the whole gimmick is that the Draugr can't step into the moonlight, and so he ends up using that to his advantage and knocking it back because it's really fucking him up. It's throwing him around the room yeah. and shit, and uh, he finally knocks it down, and it's a really cool like he takes the axe and sticks it in his back and all that, and it's very like satisfying to see him take the beast down, and then it does this weird thing where it goes. Yeah, maybe that's what will happen if I take the sword. Like, he, he was just imagining that fight. Yeah. Um, and then he, he picks up the sword and the skeleton just collapses. And so it's that little bit of, like I said, that realism versus mythology where I would have bought it if that fight had really happened. Yeah. But also, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't happen and that's okay too. Um, but yeah, that I did like the idea of the sword only being able to be drawn uh, in the moonlight. Because there's a scene where he's going to kill Fjolnir. Um, but the sun comes up. Yeah, and he, and he can't. And he, he can't, can't draw out of the. Yeah, out of the sheath. Yeah, that was very. And that does have a really big that. payoff at the end. He, oh my god! Yeah, we'll have to get to that. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. So from there, they kind of think it's uh, evil spirits of yeah, the he's other been religion people and and setting it up to look like the the gods are mad. Yeah, and he killed. It starts off with the older son, his friends. He kills, yeah, he him kills and, like, some of the guards that are chops his friends, him up, yeah. chops him up and pins them all against a wall, making it look like a horse. Maybe a horse. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, look, Either a horse some, or maybe a rune. Yeah, something, something along the line. It's just not normal. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, oh, God, the, the gods are mad. And then so they start setting up uh, watch watches at night to see, you know, try to yeah. kill the spirit. And they give the slaves basically a sharpened stick. And they're going to be on guard duty all night, yeah. Yeah, and they tie him up to this pole. And then you have a couple of the guards there who are watching the slaves. And that's when Anya, Taylor Joy's character Olga, comes in and basically drugs them, puts them... Yeah. yeah. And you see the one dude who is, like, losing it. And does he stab himself? Yeah, he stabs himself in the neck. Yeah, because he's just so fucked up. And I thought that was scary. Like I, that yeah. gave me the chills. I was like that's pretty spooky to watch. Yeah, and then you've got him running through the dark um, as like the city's falling into chaos. Uh, the, the city, I say, the the town, the you know, little village. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's 
the cities. It's madness. No, so he uh, <laughs> he goes in and he's gonna kill uh, Fjolnir, and he comes into the room, and it's just his mother there, and so he hides, and mm-hmm. you know he, she's talking all that, and he's trying to decide how do I like reveal myself to her, right? And uh, he finally does, and it's like, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, it's me, it's your son, it's Amleth, and she's like, oh my god, you're alive, whatever, blah blah blah, and then she kind of reveals to him because he's like, you know, this is what I've been I've doing with my to- life. I'm going to, I'm going to avenge my father. I'm going to save you, and I'm going to kill Fjolnir. And she's mm-hmm. basically like, your father was a fuck. Like, yeah, I hated your father. Who do you think? He... Like, who do you think asked Fjolnir to do it? Yeah, and so that's what it I was gonna comes say. crashing down. Of like, his whole life's mission has been, you know, save, avenge dad, save mom, kill Fjolnir. And it turns out that like his mom was in on it. And she I even saying, made a note about that. Yeah, that he, like, she just it, kept saying it, that he was a king who cared about his horses and paid no attention to me. Yeah. And and I said it does call to question that idea of like when children don't know their parents' whole lives, you know, and that they're only seeing what they're shown. Because in his mm-hmm. world, dad was perfect and their marriage was perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe dad was a, a shit father or a shit husband. Um, and we don't know because all we see is from Amless perspective that dad was a good dad, right? I was, I was going to say we do get that one, which is probably foreshadow, which... I'm going to assume went bo- over both of our heads. When the father comes home from voyaging, we get that scene mm-hmm. where it's just the king and the queen. And, you know, the queen's all like, oh, you've been gone for such a long yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you've been gone a long time. Like, she's trying to put the moves on him. Yeah, Mr. President, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and he's no, like, like yeah, I'm, I'm wounded. Baby, I'm, like, no. I'm like, yeah, like, fuck off. I'm hurting. And, uh, yeah, so maybe that, you know, she's dissatisfied with him. Um, and also, Fjolnir does overreact uh, to the jester in that very beginning scene. Yeah, played um, by uh, with it, Willem uh, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, where the jester makes some comment about the basically calling the queen a whore. like, <laughs> And and Fjolnir is like, you know, hold your fucking tongue and like loses his shit. And, you know, the king has to be like, dude, chill out. Like he's it's literally his job is to be a, yeah. a jokester. And uh, and that's because he and her were having an affair. Yeah. And he thought he, there, he was calling him out. Yeah. And reality probably was. <laughs> yeah, he, they were. They were uh, we, fucking on the low. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah, so his mom basically reveals, like, pulls the wool over, you know, and is like, yeah, like, actually, I was in on it, and I don't need saving. Like, this is what I wanted. And he's, like, freaking out. And then she kind of tries to trick him into, like, maybe you and I could fuck, and we could kill everybody, and you and I could be king and queen. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? And then she tries to stab him, and it's like, okay. For a minute, I thought mom was like a super freak, but it turns out she's just a freak. <laughs> she's a very kinky girl. <laughs> the kind you don't take home to mother. Uh, that's copyrighted. So, oh, uh, whoops. It's under 10 seconds. We should be all right. Yeah, we're solid. We're solid. But no, I, I did like that where you're like, whoa, like, okay, mom's like conniving. And he, he like basically smacks her and runs off. Um, <laughs> He's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I can't see straight. I gotta think. <laughs> I'm getting dizzy. And he leaves. And uh, yeah, he uh, he comes back in the daytime. And he, before he leaves, he fucking stabs the son, the eldest yeah, son, the, the shithead one, like all the way through the bed. And it gets stu- the sword gets stuck in the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does it twice. Yeah. Like the first one killed him. The second one was just for fun. Uh, and he, he does. He 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 takes his heart out, uh, which I gathered uh, in in their religion. You must 
need the heart to like bury the body. I, I gathered it was like he's basically he's not whole without the heart, and uh, so he's trying to barter with him, like to you know, I'll give you your son's heart if you um, is he. Oh, it was for uh, for Anya Taylor Joy's life, wasn't it? Yeah, because you know, after all that happened, they kind of figure out who the fuck was working with uh, Amleth because the yeah, mom the, the says to yeah, uh, fuel near that yeah, Amleth's you know, like, alive. Yeah, and so they start lining them up, and the first one that they or they kind of work down the line, and then they're like Olga, yeah, yeah you're fucking them. So you got to be, you got to know. Yeah. And then you see him on the hill, and he holds up this bag, and he's like, "I he's got like, your I got son's, your son's heart. heart." Yeah, and that's a really off. interesting fight where he he's fighting the guards that are coming at him, and he's using the night blade, but it's the middle of day, so he can't unsheathe it. So he's just using it basically like a club. Yeah, and he's beating the shit out of him too. Yeah, he's he's working him over, and then Olga straight dips like she runs off mm-hmm. into the middle of nowhere, and he's kind of like, "What the fuck?" And he's distracted for a minute, and that's when he gets knocked down. Yep, and they uh, they hoist him up and beat the shit out of him, right? Mm-hmm. In in a in a barn and are like, yeah, you're gonna be uh you know, we'll be back for you once you you learn what's good for you and you're gonna tell us where that heart is. Yeah, because he tells him that, that that isn't his actual heart. It wasn't heart. his actual heart, it was the fox's heart. And then he's like, and then you can't kill me or else you'll never be able to bury you're your never, son. Yeah. Yeah, your son's never gonna rest. And so he's like, shit. And it was the nice a nice little like comedic moment where one of the guards tries to unsheath the night blade and he can't and he just like throws just the throws fucking it. thing on the ground he's like, like must be broken yeah fuck this fucking thing and <laughs> then again where that uh where that intersection between reality and religion um where like all the crows which are like the representation the, of the eyes of odin, odin they all come in and start they free him they like peck the ropes and, and free him and then as he leaves the barn um odin is there like basically watching him and he doesn't have an interaction with him, but Odin's there. And then, of course, he gets saved by uh, a Valkyrie mm-hmm. who um, rides and, off and into the who rides off into into Valhalla, is taken to Valhalla. And in all actuality, it was just Olga. He's just, yep. He's just not he's doing dreaming. Well. Yeah, he was yeah. passed out because she saved him, and that's when we see uh, Olga's butt again. <laughs> Her butt cut cheeks. That, cut that she's part, getting in cut the that part. Cut that part. Why? Why? We're Why? going way too. We're going way too far on Olga right now. We. <laughs> uh, so yeah, You're he gets carried like, into Valhalla. Big old crush on her. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. So, anyways, yes, he gets he gets carried to Valhalla, but it's not Valhalla. It's just a a, a hot spring, and Olga's mm-hmm. basically like, yeah, I wasn't taking all the way to Valhalla. Like, <laughs> I couldn't do that. Nah, no way. <clears throat> And so they basically decide that they're going to run off together. Like, it ain't worth it. And mm-hmm. uh, she's like, word. And so they, they get on a boat, and they're going to deuce out. And that's when she tells him that, like, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. And he's very emotional, obviously. He's excited. And uh, that's when it dawns on him that, like, if we have children, they are rightful heirs to a kingdom that Fjolnir will not let us have. Right? And so he won't rest until people that could challenge his throne are dead and that's when he realizes that like his his fate was that he would do this right that he has to kill fjolnir and it kind of hit a point of like this is no longer to avenge and save my mother but this is now right. to is save my, my kids yeah yeah and so now he has and, a different passion for it <clears throat> right and and like he said the witch told him that he would have to choose between um was it kindness for his family and hate for his enemy enemies yep and he says maybe i can choose both you know and so he he basically tells her like i love you you carry a king in you and uh 
he's like deuces and he dumped he jumps into the water and goes swimming back and then we get like <laughs> dude such a good fight yeah like he he accidentally kills uh mom and the youngest brother <laughs> dude yeah he th- so <laughs> he eats yeah, that kid full, yeah feeling <laughs> for going there's he basically told his wife and kids, you need to go fucking hide. Um, yeah. And like this, this man's crazy. Yeah. Amleth hops in the bedroom that they're hiding in. And the mom comes out with a, a sword and cuts his arm. Not off, yeah. but just slices it real good. And then he get ganks her, stabs her. Yeah, but not on purpose. It was like when they were wrestling, he he's like she fell on the blade, basically. Yeah. Right, right through the heart. And he's and like, then, fuck. Yeah, so he peels the sword out of her, and then the kid jumps on his back and just starts stabbing him. <laughs> it was very just... Barry-esque. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it, it turns, because it was kind of funny when it happened. It was like, obviously, yeah. this is a kid, and yeah, he's doing yeah, what like he this can. this kid is just working his ass over. But, I mean, he just grabbed him and threw him and broke his neck on the floor. Yeah. And, and then like, that was the end of the kid. I was like, oh, shit, dude, like, Whoa. And then Fjolnir comes in and is basically like, dude, you fucking killed my whole family. Like, what the shit? Yeah. And he, he's like, he, all right. He puts his sword away, picks up his sons, drags his wife and goes, I'll meet you at the he, gates of hell. Yeah, I'll see you at the gates of hell. And he basically is like, I'll be there. So from there, uh, you know, Amleth starts hiking up this mountain to get to the top yeah. of. Yeah, the well, he rides hell, the which horse. Is just, yeah, he rides the horse and it's basically yeah, the gates volcano. of hell. It's just it's a, it's an erupting volcano in Iceland. Mm-hmm. And I actually make the note here that uh, the final battle between two naked men with an erupting volcano was oddly one of the most visually moments of the movie. Um, yep. And it was super well choreographed, and the lighting from the lava of being like... It was very... The, the, the foreground was the negative space of, like, it's, it's mm-hmm. all shadowy. You can't see them, but they're, they're, they're silhouettes from the lava. Uh, but it was just so good. And then the throat singing, like that, you know, hardcore Viking, like, yeah, you know, made me feel like Skyrim, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, was just so epic and added to that tone of like this being a, a a quest or a mission. It's just it's been faded, right? This is what it's all been leading to. And, and I'm not uh, gonna lie, Amleth gets his shit pushed in. Yeah, like I mean, now to be fair, he's already been wounded several. Like he was bleeding heavily from. That's true. That's true. Mom slashing him, and then the son stabbing the shit out of him. Because uh, when he takes off his his shirt, you see he's, he's like very bloody. bloody. And yeah, and it's just two men with that are butt naked, like it's just them and their weapons. Um, and it's like oddly um, beautiful of like that it's a warrior culture, and this is the purest it could be is just two men and their weapons, right? That's it. And uh, yeah, like that that fight is incredible with the the lava behind him, and it's very like on the edge of your seat where you're like, I could see him just losing here, right? And yeah. that the lesson being that maybe it wasn't faded at all, right? Yeah. Um, and he, they, with. <clears throat> him chopping Fjolnir's head off in a solid swing as Fjolnir, as stabs, Fjolnir him. stabs him through the heart. And so they kill each other, but it's, it's, it's done, right? It's ended. Mm-hmm. And his, he did what he, he went there for in, in so far as like, you know, my kids will be safe and I've, my line will continue. Right. Mm-hmm. And I did think there was something there of like, he was fighting to protect his kids. Right. And then Fjolnir obviously is just there to like avenge his family. Right. And his original mission was to kill his brother and his brother's son so that this wouldn't happen, right? So that this, this wouldn't come to be. And um, he he finishes his job, and, Fuel, and you know, Amleth finishes his. Yeah, and yeah, it was just such a 
But, like, what a good ending for, like, it not being a good ending. Because, obviously, you know, the good ending is going to be, like, Amleth would have lived and met back yeah, it with wasn't Olga. Like a, yeah. yeah, it didn't have a pretty bow on top. It wasn't a perfect right. ending. But it was it was what was fated to happen. Oh, but the payoff that, that we talked about earlier was he looks up and the sun is, is up, right, before he heads into the ashes, the ash clouds around the volcano. And he is able to unsheathe the Nightblade because he is at Hell's Gate. Hell's Gate. And you're like, shit, he's there. Like, this is it. Yeah, it's happening. This is, <laughs> oh my god, everyone stay calm. <laughs> yeah, stay fucking calm! Yeah, phenomenal movie. Phenomenal movie. That was very, like, story-driven, too. That, you know, like I said, just, yeah. like, I could have seen more action. I would have been, like, cool with it. But also, yeah. I'm like, I, you know, it didn't need it because the, it had a strong story. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't need it, but there were definitely parts where there could have been an action scene mm-hmm. there or whatever. I did think, oddly enough... For as violent as it was, I did feel there could have been more violence. Oh, like not necessarily, yeah. not necessarily more action scenes, but the scenes that we did have could have been more violent. A little more violent. Um, for them being, you know, him being like, a, especially that barbarian scene. Mm-hmm. But I guess there is something to be said for, you know, uh, you know, leaving it up to the imagination at times. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, well as all, I, 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 I do, I do think. Movie. I was going to say, as well as I do think, you know, we are kind of spoiled in the sense of with movies, you know, if someone gets stabbed and blood starts spraying everywhere, that's not too real. Right. No. So, I mean, you know, it could partially be a part of that's kind of what we're accustomed to rather than the, the real life version of you know, you're just going to blood will start to flow out and then you'll die. <clears throat> yeah. All in all, um, I, I would give it, you know, uh, like we said, overwhelming. It was still a very good movie. I do think um, at times the... The slow pace did did feel a little too slow sometimes, where it's like, okay, maybe maybe we could keep moving here, right? Yes, speed um, it up a little bit. Uh, but then, you know, when there was the action, like like we said, the action was really solid. Well, um, such a good payoff. And I, I did wish, like we said, uh, that there was more between him and uh, Olga's character. Yeah. I Honestly, like, a part of me, and obviously it's not going to happen, but a part of me wants to see a sequel. Like... I want to yeah, know like more. I want to know what her. happens. Maybe give Olga a story, you know? Yeah, because I would love to see, like, how she kind of discovered or how she got to be so witty and right. sm- <clears throat> you know, smart and, like, finding these mushrooms. Like, how does she know? Or what know, continues how? on? Because his fate from the witch was that uh, basically he wouldn't be king, but he would uh, give rise to a maiden king, right? A, a woman who is king. Um, and is that his daughter with her or is that her? You know what I right. mean? So but, it all uh, just comes yeah. down to a what if scenario. Right. Yeah. Solid movie. I enjoyed it. Really? Go see it if you'd like. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Chris, uh, what, uh, what you been thinking about, buddy? Oh, well, let me just start off by saying, welcome back to Chris's <laughs> cryptid corner. Um, I'm going to be straight up with you. Uh, I'm I'm struggling to write a or create a uh, little sound beat for this, so I might need your help with it. But Ass. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any sound beats that you'd like me to use, you can definitely uh, send <laughs> the link in at simplywomanmailbag at gmail dot com. I look forward to seeing those. Um, this week we'll be talking about the Loveland Frogman in Ohio. I'm talking about the Frogman. Yeah. Oh my. I think uh, I've so talked about him before on here. I I think we briefly mentioned him, and then someone was like, "You got to do the Frogman," and I was like, "All right, I'll do the Frogman." <laughs> so fuck, fine. <laughs> first, 
it looks like here back in 1972 was the first uh, eyewitness and it was you know uh, spotted in Loveland Ohio uh, the legend gained renewed attention when a Loveland police officer reported a reported to a colleague that he had seen an animal consistent with the descriptions of a frog after oh that's when it was first sighted in that and then in 2016, the second officer called the station to report that he had shot and killed the same creature some <laughs> weeks after the 1972 incident. And so, ba- and like, that's it. That's all it is. Right. But also, did you read about the musical? The, no, you're joking. <laughs> There's a fucking stage musical. And I think I mentioned this the very first week we talked about, like, Bigfoot or something, right? Whatever Frog your cryptid Man, was. The musical. I- yeah, it's called Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frogman. Well, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, it is. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife and I fucking lost it. Because I think that's what I brought it up was when I was talking about my idea for um, like a cryptid anthology show. Mm-hmm. And her and I were like, well, I wonder what kind of... And we saw Loveland Frogman. We're like, what's that? And yeah, it was just... there was a, It also inspired a stage musical called Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frogman. It's a bluegrass musical. I got to see if they're selling tickets. Right, yeah. It looks like it's back in 2014. Make the trip. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, All right, so for the Loveland, that's what I'm about to read you. Something yeah. is lurking in Loveland, the sweetheart of Ohio. There's a disappearance of a strange old man has reckoned the hysteria surrounding America's most... Ooh, cryptozoological phenomenon. Cryptozoological. Yep, you got it. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, you nailed it, bub. I, I know. Yeah, you did. Like, you're good. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Loveland Frog. Join Luke Honeywell and a smoking bluegrass band on a <laughs> river adventure with manacle moonshiners, crooked cops, and the last... What is it? It's probably Twite, crooked cops. Twitwee? Twitwee? But spell it. T W I G H T W E E. Twite we? What? What? It just says the last Twite we Indian as they rescue. Oh, okay. no, as they rescue people from the wonders <laughs> and elusive Loveland frog. Just imagine a bunch of bluegrass. Hey, we got. Go, we got to go, go save people. We gotta go save people from the Loveland Frog Man. Well, hot damn, man, it's the Loveland love frog, frog Man. We, we, we got <laughs> we gotta go save people, and the only way to save people is to create a smoking bluegrass band. Man, we gotta put <laughs> the old six string. <laughs> I like how in the description it says in parentheses a smoking. Bluegrass band, <laughs> like, like these he, guys. they produce nothing oh, but gas. Yeah, it's just gas. Like you would not <laughs> believe. Oh fuck! Oh my god! <laughs> no, I yeah, we're flying. We're seeing that. Yeah, we gotta go see it. Oh shit! Oh my oh. god! Holy shit! That's so funny. That's not. That's that's too good. All right. <clears throat> you know what time it is, baby. What about you? What have you been thinking about? I've been thinking about uh, Barry season three premiere that we watched. Like, oh, dude, that shit was good. Like, obviously, oh. I don't want to spoil it here, but like, it was a solid a sh- opening. Yeah, what a strong opener. Um, it did a good job of, I think, like jumping the gap of like where do we, how do we get from where season two left us 
to like a, a good starting point for another mm-hmm. season. And they basically mm-hmm. just go, yeah, some time has passed and here's where everybody's at after X amount yeah. of months. Right. Yeah. Very casual. And, uh, yeah, I really like what they're doing with like Noho Hank. Um, and Barry's obviously in a, in a really not good space. Cause like we saw at the end of last season, he just went absolutely He lost it. Like he broke, um, yeah. you know, and he, he killed a lot of people after spending all season battling with the idea of not wanting to be a killer. Um, and so it's an interesting spot to find him, uh, going, yeah, maybe that's all good at. This is just killing people. And then Sally, you know, I like where Sally's at of he's making it right. And yeah. her being a control freak, she does have a lot of control on her shows. And it's really interesting to see her be in control and like be doing the job that she wants to be doing, but mm-hmm. still somehow seeming dissatisfied. Yeah. And I know we were talking about it. They both seem so, you know, with Barry being in his head and basically being dead. Um, yeah. And with Sally, you know, being so, being so work. busy and yeah, wrapped up in this, that they aren't paying attention to each other. Yeah. And they but both probably need the other one. Yeah. More than now, more than ever. Yeah. But yeah, because also I'm sure something that they'll explore with Sally is the fact that, like we said last, you know, at the end of last season, her success is being built off the back of a lie, a, lie. a very personal lie, yep. you know? <clears throat> and so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that takes her. But then also I've been thinking about, uh, there's a game that I purchased on steam a while back that was like five bucks on, on some, one of the summer sales or whatever. Sure. And, um, it's called The Lake, and it's uh, it's a cheap little... Um, it was cheap. I don't mean to say like the product itself is of cheap quality, but um, I, it was just a cheap little game that sounded somewhat interesting because I like some like relaxed story-based games um, when I'm not trying to be... When I just want to turn the brain off, you know? Yeah, you're not grinding. Yeah. And it's just this interesting little game about um, a woman who, like... It seems like it's maybe the mid 90s because she has a laptop but it is like one of the big briefcase computers mm-hmm. right boy yeah um <clears throat> more like it's literally a briefcase it's got a handle on it and everything oh okay. and um she and like you know there's no cell phones like she's calling people from landlines but mm-hmm. her her parents are going she's some like early tech she works for an early tech company and her parents are going on a vacation of some kind and so she has to return home to like this small town uh, middle of nowhere town that's surrounding a lake and her and she's taking over her dad's mail route for the post office um and so there's a little bit of a gameplay loop of just driving around town dropping off the mail but then she's meeting up with people that maybe she knew when she was a kid or people that are new to town and it's just her kind of deciding like battling with the idea of like being the big city girl right or missing the hometown and all that and people thinking that she's better than them or whatever. And it is actually pretty interesting and it's nice. Like I said, it's relaxing. It's just your drive. Yeah. One of my favorite things to play is like a driving simulator game, like a truck simulator and all that. I was gonna say, I know you love that truck driving simulator. And then yeah. recently we've started playing, was it gas station simulator? Yeah. Like, and that, that's been fire. Yeah. But so I do like the aspect of like just driving around, dropping off the mail, you know? Yeah. And it is kind of neat because it's a small town. So you get like the there's the crazy cat lady that everybody knows and just kind of ignores mm-hmm. like her, her idiosyncrasies. Don't and, mind yeah. her. She's the, she's the weird one. Yeah, say, that's, just, to, that's just Miss Stewart. You know, if you're trying to unwind a game, I highly recommend not sponsored, but trying to be uh, is called unpacking. 
Yeah, you were telling me about that one. And it is truly, I mean, it's just like this little, I want to say maybe like 16-bit, you know, like graphics yeah. aren't the best, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and right. you are just set up in a house with a bunch of boxes and you're simply unpacking everything until it's all empty and you get to organize it and put it anywhere you want and kind of style it how you want. Yeah. And just throw a little bit like a, a lo-fi beat on the background, just winding down, playing that game for a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah like I said, just turn the head off and just go. Yep. Lights are on, but nobody's home. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. So you want to dig into the mailbag now? Yeah, it's digging in the mailbag. Yeah, we got a, we got a letter here from mm-hmm. Andrew. Uh, okay. Nice, short and sweet. He just said, uh, you know, wondering what your guys' most anticipated movie of the year is. And what are you most excited about seeing in it? Ooh. That's actually um, a good question. That yeah, is. For being, yeah, being a, a simple question, it's like, oh, yeah, there's, I got to think on that one. Yeah. Um, trying to think, you know, I've got a few. Um, honestly, I was, I would say, like, Across the Universe was my most anticipated movie. Um, but obviously, with it getting moved, I can't say that across one now. Across the Spider Verse. Yeah. What did I say? Across the Universe. That's a movie. Oh, but yeah. That movie. is a movie, but it's not that. Yeah. Across mm-hmm. the Spider Verse. Sorry. But so then now I'm thinking about, like, maybe, like, the, the one that's at the top of my mind would be Multiverse of Madness, but that's just because. It's a big Marvel movie, and it's coming out in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, but I, I actually did a little like reading. I was like, man, what what movies are coming out this year? And Knives Out 2 is supposed to come out this year. Mm-hmm. And Knives Out is one of my more favorite movies, like as far as an original story goes. Um, yeah. Like, have you watched that one? It's a whodunit. Mm-mm. Oh, we've got to watch that one. I'll watch it again. I've seen it yeah. like three times. Um, but it's got Daniel Craig really chewing up some scenery with like a a Colonel Sanders accent. Um, and he's like a, a, a detective. It very much reminds me of like a detective serial um, of books that like your grandmother would read. Okay. But modernized and has like some modern humor. It's actually by Ryan Johnson who made Looper. And then he was also the, the writer director of Star Wars, the, the last Jedi. Okay. Which, you know, had some divisiveness, but this was a, a brainchild of his where, Totally written by him and totally directed by him. And it works so well. And it's got a really big ensemble cast. Um, and they all do such a good job of balancing like comedy and like the whodunit, the mystery. And it does sure. a really neat thing of like revealing its hand early, but mm-hmm. not entirely. And then it kind of, so you're like, oh man, I thought I knew how like this mystery is going to unfold. But then, then it, it uses like what you, step. yeah, it, it uses what you know about a mystery movie to then go, yeah, but this isn't that movie. Yeah, it's not it. <clears throat> I think um, from and so oh, I'm excited ahead. to see that sequel. Yeah, yeah, we, we'll definitely have to watch the original one. See how. Yeah, I'll have to see that. Um, trying to you know, trying not to say like Thor, Love and you know, Love and Thunder. Yeah, or yeah. like Doctor Strange, just because it's Marvel. I'm trying to pick something out of that. Personally, I'm pretty excited to see um, Avatar two. Word, yeah. Just because the first one I loved so much. Mm-hmm. And I remember they planned on making like what five of them in total. Is what they yeah, they've got them? something dumb in the like Avatar Two has been supposed to be released every year for like the last seven years. I'm just I, listen. I'll hold out. I thought the first one was amazing. I'll really hold out. If the second one's trash, then I probably won't say anything about it. Um, <laughs> I just, just I, yeah, just fly under the radar, and I just won't see any more of them. Uh, but I mean, the first one was an, an amazing film, and. I know they're making a, a video game about it too. I'm a little on the fence yeah. about that, but uh, no, I mean, I'm excited hopefully with 
I mean, because when, when did the first Avatar come out? Back in what, 2009? Uh, 20, no, I think it was 2010. Oh, I, I 2009 film. I'm so ah! good. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sweating. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is it, a busted clock? You know, it's right twice a day. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, but so, you know, for a 2009 film, I mean, just it was such a beautiful, you know, CGI film. And so I'm really excited to see where that's taking us now. It um, was it was blue Pocahontas. Let's be real. I mean, you're not wrong, but also, I don't know. I just liked it for the visual effects. I thought it was a very appealing movie just on the eyes. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see where that goes. But if not, you know, if it is trash... Honestly, the Northman was super good. That was one I was really looking forward to, as well as the Batman. I was, dude, yeah, I was really surprised you didn't say. Like, I had it written down, and when you were like building up to saying your first one, I thought you were going to say it, and we were going to have another moment. Nope, from Jordan Peele. Oh shit! No, that is another good film. Fuck! I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nope looks so good. Oh god, with fucking Kiki Palmer, I'm excited to see mm -hmm. like her do something again. You know? Yes. Where, like, it's been a minute since she's been in, like, a big mainstream thing. Um, and, I mean, it does. It looks... Like, again, it's doing the Jordan Peele thing of not showing you much and just relying on giving you a feeling, right? And then also... Like a bunch of aliens. We, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like it's potentially an alien invasion thing, but knowing how the other two films from Jordan Peele have gone, there's probably more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I didn't think Us was as good as um, Get Out. Get mm -hmm. Out was a really strong opener for him. Mm -hmm. and, and Us was not bad, but it was just, it was it was pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I really hope that Nope can be more like Get Out and less like Us, but I don't know. I, I'm still really excited for it. And it's, again, we're seeing something, you know, original from a director that has a, a vision. Um, yeah. And, you know, anymore, you see a lot of directors that, it could be anybody in that in that role because the mm -hmm. studio already decided what this movie is going to be, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, anytime you get a, a director like a like a like a Tarantino or a Christopher Nolan or um, anything like that, where yeah, this guy makes specific movies, you know, and he's just, and they're just good at it. Yeah. And so, I'm excited to see see Nope by from Jordan Peele. Yeah, that that also does sound really you know, looks really good too. But yeah, I mean that's really. Those, I feel like I haven't been too disappointed with the movies that have been coming out, minus uh, Morbius. Like, the yeah. Batman was super good, the Northman was super good, and then everything, uh, everywhere, all at once like, was honestly, really good. Like, honestly, yeah, we were surprised by Uncharted. Like, we enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good film. And then, as well as I really still, I still really want to see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah. Uh, that looks really good. And then, is it, is it Bullet Train with Brad Pitt? Yes, yeah, and I think that's coming from Sony. Yeah, and that looks really good. And then mm -hmm. I fucking heard uh, Sonic 2 was a really good movie. Really good, yeah, I know. That's what I heard, and I was like, well, shit, I gotta watch the first one. Yeah. And so, yeah, I gotta see that, and then now I'm like, shit, I gotta go watch Sonic 2. And then, obviously, you have, like, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I've seen a trailer for Ambulance that's coming out this year. Uh, it's got yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal and somebody, uh, I, like, two other people, I think, are main in it. Yeah, um, the, the, the main character seems to be, I think it's the actor that was in the... Uh, Speaking of Jordan Peele, um, the Candyman like sequel slash reboot that Jordan okay. Peele produced, he was the the main character in that. Yeah, um, I, I unfortunately I've not seen yeah, Candyman. I, I heard, yeah, I heard that one didn't do too hot. Yeah, but it looks okay. It's 
<laughs> what did I say to you? It looks like Michael Bay just discovered how to use a drone. Yeah. Yeah. There was just so many drone shots in the trailer, and it was like, oh yeah, he figured out how to do it. Yeah, he's he's on it. <laughs> he's so jacked up right now. <laughs> but, but uh yeah. th- those ones definitely looked really good. Um and that I'm excited for. But honestly, yeah, if let's just say worst case scenario, the rest of the movies of this year were trash. I'd be all right with. I'd be upset, but I wouldn't be like, "Oh, this year was shit." You know, I'd be like, "Ah, we got some right, decent yeah, we movies got, out yeah. of it." Yeah, we got everything everywhere all at once. Batman, Northman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a bad, wasn't a bad turnout so far. Uh, yeah, and we're only in April, so that's exciting. That's right. Yeah, but we got a lot of potential. Uh, anyway, as always, you know, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to give the podcast a great review on Apple, five stars, and tell your friends all about it. Word of mouth can be super big endorsement right now. Just huge. 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 And uh, yeah, Chris, if people wanted to get in touch with us and give us some feedback, ask us questions, dunk on Morbius, how would they do that? Absolutely. Well, for starting, if you ever want to dunk on Morbius, you are more than welcome to send us an email at uh, simplywhelmmailbag at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us on Instagram at simplywhelmpodcast. And then, of course, uh, Twitter, uh, which is whelmed underscore simply. And then I believe we just created our Facebook page. Am we I did, correct? yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, which is Simply Whelm Podcast. Yeah, um, it's the Simply Whelm Podcast. Yep. Yeah. So you are definitely more than welcome to reach out to any of us through there uh, to leave us any comments, uh, suggestions, or ideas. So next week, I think we're going to get ready for the Multiverse of Madness by reading some Doctor Strange comics, kind of like we did with Moon Knight, just to get us primed and ready. Yeah. Um, And I think it should be interesting, seeing as I haven't really read a lot of standalone Doctor Strange stuff at all. Most of my interactions with him in comics are where he's appearing in it in Mm -hmm. somebody else's comic. So I'll have to do we'll have to do a little reading and see like what are like the the must read Doctor Strange comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, Which as well as the, we'll, I was gonna say I believe in the multiverse of madness. I think we might have touched on this a couple episodes ago. It mm-hmm. looks like it's gonna be more of like a horror film. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you figure it's got it was originally. Um, uh, Scott Derrickson was set to to direct it, which is who directed the first one. Uh, but in this one, he really wanted to delve into his horror roots because he did the um, the films. Um, oh my god, I can't think of them with uh, the 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 Gabagool. Yeah, it's Ethan Hawke, and he's playing back the old footage. Sinister. Oh yes, I don't know why you said Gabagoop, and I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Bagool. That was his name. Yeah, was the demon in that. But yeah, so Scott Derrickson really wanted to get in touch with us in that. Um, and uh, he and Marvel separated over creative differences, and they brought in Sam Raimi, who also has quite the history in horror with you know the Evil Dead, and he did um, Drag Me to Hell. Uh, he did like the Dark Man movies, which were like some edgy, somewhat horror like Superman superhero films in the '90s. And so, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see Sam Raimi direct. I don't think he's directed a movie since like Oz the Great and Powerful with James Franco from like 2013. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see him get back in with like a superhero film as well, yeah. especially with us just getting Tobey Maguire in Multiverse or uh, uh, No Way Home. No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we get a little Tobey Maguire. Oh, I would love that so yeah. much. And yeah, Andrew so Garfield. That, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Don't push your luck. <laughs> yeah, just let's not get greedy. <laughs> but no, so yeah, well, I think we're going to do that next week. We'll look at some comics and uh, yeah, it should be a good time. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next Wednesday. See you later, guys.